On this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, we talk about an emotional support alligator, our review of the State of the Union, and Polly Yost, a trademark lawyer, and much, much more. All that on this episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the Busted Knuckle Studio right here in beautiful downtown historic Concord, North Carolina. I be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention Super Bowl MVP of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on mic number one, it's Mojo! I am more animated than Nancy Pelosi's uh, Botox face today. How about it? Yep. Thanks for joining the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. You can find us on the uh, interwebs at southernfriedphilosophy.com, Facebook at Southern Fried Philosophy. You can also go to the old iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, <laughs> wherever else you, wherever else you play. You can make podcasts. that a lullaby for I'm trying to. That yeah. way I don't forget them. But anyway, go to those podcast aggregates You can or podcast players. You can go there. You can subscribe. You can like. You can share. You can give us a review. Rate us. That's how we move up in the old podcast world, as always. We appreciate the ones who have actually reviewed us. Appreciate you guys tuning in uh, and listening every week. Do we have any new countries or? Uh, not new countries. We do have some new listeners in the old Boston Mass. Yep. They probably listen to us because they think we sound funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, they probably can't understand us. <laughs> Graysonville, Maryland, and Bay Village, Ohio. I'm still, I'm still impressed with Panama. Panama. Yeah. Panama. I mean, you build a canal, you have a Southern Fried Philosophy podcast listener. Yeah, there's what a, else? there's a whole song about you by Van Halen. Oh yeah, yeah. you have impressed. you have uh, the the shop member with like the Panama didn't he Panama Jack pa- Panama Jack yeah that, that, that was always a shirt that I could never afford because my parents we were broke. Yeah, I can never fit into them. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, hey, we're gonna ask you to do one thing for us today. Uh, there are millions of podcasts out there, I, I dare to say. Um, and they there's a lot of people that have huge marketing firms behind them, pushing them, mm-hmm. you know, doing a lot of social media things that they pay for. We are a small little company, and we don't have that. But we do have you, the most powerful listening audience in the world. That's right. Um, so we're going to ask you to do one thing. Uh, right now, today, this very day, share this episode, Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever whatever means you want, Twitter, just share this episode with folks. We're out on all of those, so please, 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 right now, just stop, hit pause, we'll be back, share the episode, hey, this was great, and then hit play again and come back and listen to us. So we don't have a budget for, for $500 million for, for this thing, but we do have you, so we ask you just to do that one small favor for us. So we cool? All right, let's keep going. All right, so um, I do want to say also for business, we got a new sponsor, Watchman Cigars, so I'm excited to have them as a sponsor. So, yay for that, yay Leon, and you'll hear. And it's a quality cigar too. It's a great cigar. I'm a big fan of it. Uh, We also have a sticker contest. We we published all that information on our Facebook page. If you get some stickers made, post it, uh, take a picture of it, send it to us. Hashtag SFP Radio. Again, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, 
do that, and then we'll do a contest. You will get a bottle of Bad Mother Smoker smoking hot sauce and an SFP trucker hat. So that's a pretty good prize, would you not say? Faux show. <laughs> Thanks for bringing a ton to the show. Appreciate it. I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week. Mojo, I be darned. Whew, what an exciting week. First, we have the most boring Super Bowl in the world. How about it? And then we have a very lackadaisical State of the Union. <laughs> and also the Democratic response, which was probably worse than the State of the Union. <laughs> so, anyway. so we've got that on our docket whew, to talk about later. It's been a, oh, man. I, don't, I, I think I'd rather watch clothes dry on a clothes dryer line outside in midsummer than this. This is ridiculous. But anyway. Doing great. Just uh, business is busy. Yeah, uh, it, it, that's you great. Know, down here in the south, we had uh, uh, what two weeks ago it was like negative twenty, and then yep. all of a sudden it's like seventy this week. It's so. seventy degrees right now. I say take that polar vortex. Vortex, yeah, yeah. Right. So uh, obviously, uh, when you anything above sixty, people will get crazy with you know wanting to ride motorcycles. Mm-hmm. So it's been busy, man. That's good. Busy. It's I'm good I'm, for you. I'm not complaining yeah. at all. Tax money's coming back, so. I, Tax hey, money, buddy. warm weather. Everybody's got a ride. Cha-ching. There you go. Um, so, yeah, speaking of uh, a dryer on the line, my dryer broke. Oh, really? Fun. Yeah. So um, you guys saw the picture of my recliner. My lovely, wonderful recliner broke this past week. Rest in peace. So, yeah. Uh, and you know when you have a piece of furniture that you, you – you, it's just yours. You know, like yeah. you got yeah. a good seat. It's got your indentation. Yeah. It's got your skin cells. You your, got it like you yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just broken, just perfect. And then all of a sudden that sucker just goes. Boom. There she goes. Probably need to probably need to lose a pound or two, but either way. Um, so, so my wife and I decided, well, we're going to get a new. We had a sectional. Now she she doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. She was secretly just between you and me. She was just she was so happy that it broke. It's like, Yes. <laughs> I get to go Something do the else. thing that I want to do now. So we decide we're going to go furniture shopping. Mm. Hey, buddy. You do that together? We did it together, yeah. Do you not do furniture shopping together? Or do you just tell her, like, go get what you want? And Whatever it. she wants, I don't care. Yeah. As long as it's comfortable. But see, that's the thing, is I need to sit in it. Sure. I need to lay down on it. If sure. it's going to be a couch, I need to be part of that. I understand. Right? I understand. So we try several <laughs> furniture stores, and... I mean, it's two weeks. It, like we go oh, yeah. weekend to weekend, yeah. where we've got to we got to do. Well, it wasn't two weeks; it was two days. Oh, okay, okay. Where we did a Saturday, and then we went Sunday to try to figure it out. I'm not going to name any names of furniture stores, but we've encountered. We went to numerous, but we found three basic types of salespeople. One was sleazy Sal. Sleazy Sal is the guy. That you walk in and you just you feel like you need a shower after mm. you've you've spoken to mm. Sleazy Sal. He was giving my my wife lines like, "Hey, you've got a beautiful wife there. That's a beautiful ring she's got on. You guys would look perfect in that. I've got that same one at my house. Mm. Like just and just on you like a spider monkey." Mm. Um, he looked like, is it Gollum from, from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his teeth were snarled back. It was just bleh. So. Um, Prematurely sweating for no reason. Yeah. yeah. He, he was already banking on that, that cash we were going to mm. drop. We said, nope. No to Sleazy Sal. Mm. It, he was awful. Um, so I'm not going to say again. There was two, store, two stores that had Sleazy Sal that 
Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Then we had uh, uh, I could care less. Crystal, <laughs> I could care less. Crystal is she the, just left the fast food industry? She, yeah, she she just got done flipping her burgers, right? And she could care less about what you're doing in that store, right? She like, hey, thanks for coming. She she would be perfect at CC's. Like, mm-hmm. thanks for going to CC's. And then never see you again. Right. She she just like you know walk around but never talk to you. Right. She could care less about it. So she get, was, she get paid the same regardless. Yeah. So evidently they're not on commission. Right. She she just didn't care. She cared. So we went to a couple of furniture stores. We saw uh, Careless Crystal there, and then then we had Just Right Gigi, and Just Right Gigi. She's actually her name is actually Gigi, <laughs> and the reason why I'm giving giving her that prop is because she was perfect. Like she. she she answered your questions, then she left you alone, and 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 watched where you were, but not in a stalker way. Just right. like she conveyed that she actually cared. Mm-hmm. Um, we did finally end up buying our furniture from Haberty's, and uh, we're not getting paid for that, by the way. But <laughs> yeah, give them a shot. And and Gigi did a phenomenal job. So if you need some furniture, I would recommend go to Haberty's, go see Gigi in North Lake and in, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. She did a great job. And she wasn't creepy. She was very nice, pleasant to talk to. I may have gone a little bit overboard when she said, uh, just make yourself at home. And my rebuttal to that was, you don't want to say that because I'll take my pants off. (laughs) And she said, that's okay. And at that moment, I knew we had a connection. So anyway, I did not end up taking my pants off. You're going to look good in that. <laughs> she didn't quite. Nobody in their right mind would say that to me. But anyway, uh, she was perfect. Had a great job with that. So, uh, speaking of, let's uh, have some wacky news. That wacky world. I've made it known multiple times how much I hate this emotional support animal. It doesn't get any worse than this, y'all. There is a emotional support alligator. His name's Wally. I think we've officially jumped the shark on emotional support <laughs> animals. Maybe I should have an emotional support shark. All right. Uh, meet Wally. He's a four and a half foot long emotional support alligator with... how. Listen to this. Razor sharp teeth who likes to make new friends. Um, Is he ornery? <laughs> Wally uh, belongs to a Joey Haniston's outdoor hunting and fishing show um, that that actually ran on Fox, uh, uh, ESPN Outdoors and Fox. Hmm. Um, anyway, so he was rescued. Wally was rescued as a only one foot gator. Right. Um, brought into the home of one of the entertainers and uh, has been raised with another another alligator named Scrappy. They live in a 300-gallon uh, pond in a guy's living room, and uh, he was taken to an old folks' home as an emotional support alligator. Uh, they say even though he's tamed, he is still a wild animal, so watch out. Sure. So he's taking this emotional support alligator to the nursing home for them to pet the alligator. Free euthanasia? (laughs) Jeez. I mean, y'all. I mean, listen, old people aren't quick, so if he's going to snap, he's going to take something off. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quick, and I'd probably get my arm bitten off. 
I have a problem with an emotional support dog going into the daggum nursing home. I mean, I don't know. Allergies. But puppies. Poop. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah, that part. Yeah. But puppies are cute. But an alligator? Yeah. yeah, I I can understand, like, you know, birds and mammals. But when you cross into the the prehistoric reptile community, (laughs) I think maybe we draw a line there, but. Who knows? I mean, at any point, this this alligator is going to wise up to figure out who he is. Maybe this alligator doesn't identify as an alligator. They say that he's more like a puppy. He has a little oh, leash on. There you go. And he comes out there, and he's like a little it's puppy. So cute. Like, he says he's scared of cats, by the way. It's like a PetSmart community. Mm, y'all, would you would you let your daughter play with a with a four foot alligator? Uh, if well, if my last name was Irwin, maybe, and I lived in an Australian zoo. But, of course, that didn't pan out too well for the father either, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Y'all, I just can't. Yeah, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, you thought you had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Well, a Florida man thought he stole opioids but took laxatives instead. <laughs> Pinellas Park, Florida. Deputy of course said, it's Florida. Oh, yeah, Florida. Uh, Pinellas Park, Florida, uh, deputies said a man from South Florida who thought he stole a couple of opioid pills ended sure. up stealing laxatives. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, the sheriff's officer there arrested 56-year-old Peter Hans Emery Jr. on a felony charge of petty theft. <laughs> uh, investigators said he, th- he was caught on uh, camera opening the victim's lockbox, taking uh-huh. a pill bottle, and dumping several pills into his hand before walking away. Oh, Authorities said the pill bottle had a label on it that said hydrocodone. Uh, oh. The bottle actually uh, contained Equate Gentle Laxatives. <laughs> They're the, going the Walmart brand, Chief. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The sheriff's office said Emery threw away the pills when he learned that they were not hydrocodone. Emery pulled the pills out of the trash to show deputies the evidence. Mm-hmm. But he may be taking one or two. Yeah. I added that. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Emery, Emery has two prior theft convictions on his record. And uh, we'll be spending a couple days in jails. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, how, how do you, I mean, laxatives are kind of like M&Ms. They melt in your hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to miss that. Uh, and they found him by the trail that he left after taking <laughs> so many of them. <laughs> it wasn't hard to find him. Uh, he just started following the brown line. Oof. Oh, goodness. Oh, uh, the other wacky news that I have is there's a, a China, uh, a man in China that went to a barber shop. Uh, he was scrolling through to try to find a new fresh cut mm-hmm. that he wanted. Saw a video of the the new do that he wanted. Handed it to the par- the barber. Said, "I want this haircut." Barber said, "All right." Started to go to town. Got done with it. Handed the the gentleman a mirror, and said, "Why is there a triangle on the side of my head?" The barber said, well, that's exactly why how the picture that you gave right, me. Right, right. Turns out that the triangle on the side of his head was the play button off of a video. Oh, <laughs> the guy hit pause, and, and he put the triangle right on his head. You got exactly what you ordered. Yep. Wow. Yep. We'll show that we'll have the picture on show notes. Maybe, maybe I mean, maybe the kids started a new trend. Maybe. Yeah, you never know. Uh, I remember as a, as a youth... My youth pastor tried to put a Nike swoosh in the back of my head. It ended up looking more like a duck. Um, but. <laughs> I had I had some uh, that was popular back in the uh, 
well, late eighties, early nineties, mm. the old script and the heads or yeah. the lines. And yeah. I, I did have lines in mine and it actually had the Duke blue devils Ooh. in the back of my head. How about you? Yeah. It looked horrible. <laughs> well, because they're horrible. I'm just kidding. What are you talking about? <sighs> yeah. There you go. There it is. Did, do, where do you get your hair cut now? I, I like to go to an old school barber. I yeah. mean, I, I got a couple of guys I go to. It just depends on what side of town I'm in, what yeah. day. So, I'm I, a I'm a big fan of Joey's Barbershop. Joey's Bag of Donuts. Yeah, yeah, down on South Union. They do this thing where they get the hot, the hot shave gel mm-hmm. and put it on the back of your head. Yep. And then the straight razor. Yep. And do that. I like a straight razor. They're like 15 bucks. You yeah, can't beat that. I asked the guys if we'd shave my back, and he said, no. <laughs> Not going to do it. <laughs> so. Oh, I love me some Joey's. Uh, anyway, so, um, yeah, let's go into a little bit of Hot Topics, and we'll talk about some more stuff. All right, so you mentioned earlier the old Super Bowl. Was that not the worst Super Bowl you've ever seen in your entire life? Um, it was a snorthon. Usually you expect the two best teams to be the two best offensive scoring teams, <laughs> but obviously that did not play out this time. Thirteen Was it 13-3 to three was 13 the final? 13-3. to 13-3. Three. Three. Even the commercials weren't that great. No, actually, you know, Super Bowls are probably the is kind of like the harbinger of how the year is going to follow politically. It has Hmm. been for the past few years. Um, In the past, probably say five to eight years, it's been um, super social justice type issues. Oh yeah, Um, we can go back. We can go back probably just recent memory. Beyonce, you know. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, yep. social justice. There, this year was Year of the Woman. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that with the ads and stuff like that. I didn't. Um, but yeah, female empowerment, female this and that. So, um, it's I don't, I don't have a problem with women empowerment. I've never had a problem with that either. I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. But uh, I think sometimes highlighting this issue, this a non-issue because mm-hmm. I don't think anyone has a problem. I don't, I, I've never in my lifetime, I'm 42 years old now mm-hmm. as of three days ago. I've never heard a man that says, you know what? My wife needs to be in the kitchen. Yeah. I've never heard a man say my wife needs to, to do the dishes. That's not my duty. I, I personally have never heard that. Yeah. So I'm not exact, or I, I've never heard a man go, you know what? My wife only, or my wife only deserves, or that woman needs to only deserve seventy six cent of the right. dollar that I earn. Yeah. I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah. So I think these are non issues yeah. that people like to politicize for just their own personal, selfish, stupid yeah. beliefs. But anyway, so it should be interesting to see how this plays out along the year with um with this. So. so it, it, you just there's so many ads about that. Yeah, anyway, I'd just be I'll, I'll, I'll be curious to see how this plays out. I'll be honest, I didn't watch all of it because I was bored, and then mm-hmm. I just I just stopped once once the like I didn't even start the beginning of it. Uh, I was I was late watching another sure. a Netflix show. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I forgot the Super Bowl's yeah, on, yeah, yeah. and then uh, so I came in late, and then like after they scored their you know the touchdown, I was like, well, they're not going to come back, so. Only, it just didn't hold my attention. Yeah, the only the only reason I watched the whole 
uh, whole Super Bowl was because my wife was trying to get me to come upstairs to watch a stupid Netflix show. Oh, so yeah, I was what like, she I'm trying so- to get you to watch uh, some like fixer upper show thing, <laughs> and I'm like, uh, hold on, I'm watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm hopefully, that's hope- your excuse. Yeah, I'm hoping that she's getting bored and maybe go to sleep oh. you know, type thing. So yeah, that's what you do when you've been married for twenty plus years. So just so for those kiddos mm-hmm. who maybe have been married less than ten, so. yeah. Um. Yeah, but that it was boring. Yeah, God, it wasn't good. It was boring. You had the halftime show. I was like, what in the world? I wanted like Outcast to reunite. Yeah, I want you know. Well, the best part of the half halftime show is the memes that have come out afterwards. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the meme mm-hmm. of no. uh, Adam Levine, Levine who yeah. took his shirt off and had California. Yeah, as a belly rocker, <laughs> yeah. and all the you've had everybody <laughs> who's had the dad bods up. Plus, yeah. you know, have have posted their yeah. theirs with the state. Um, I was going to do that <laughs> sure. with uh, donate life across my belly, oh, but I good. didn't do it because uh, uh, I couldn't get anyone to hold the camera. So, <laughs> um, but no, it, it, that has probably been the best thing about the thing. Yeah. Of course, um, also, uh, you know, Peta beating up big boy for. I like his coat. Yeah, I like That's, his coat that was too. A legit coat. And if I made that much money, I'd be wearing fur too. No I'd be doubt. wearing fur underwear. Yeah, I'm sorry. How about you? Yeah. But yeah, it's it was kind of a it's an overreaction to stupid stuff. Sure. So what um well let's let's switch gears here and, and talk about the old uh, state of the union here. <laughs> Speaking of boring. Well, you know what? Um I try to remain in the middle of things. You and, yeah, yeah. I and I like uh I like watching the Democrat response or the, the opposing party response. This year happens to be the Democrat mm-hmm. response. So we'll address that in a second. So right. any, anyway, uh, on the way in tonight, I just kind of trying to play some catch up with it because there's always uh, you always have the speech. You always have the general reaction, mm-hmm. um, but it's always great for the next day for people can go back and actually the researchers will actually find the fact out checks. the fact checks. Yep. And so. Anyway, so I went back today on the way in and just kind of trying to find out um, what's been verified, what's not. So uh, anyway, here's here's kind of a, a list of things that have been verified. Okay. All right, so uh, this is uh, President Trump quoting, agents will tell you where walls go up, legal crossings go way down. I remember right. that line. Right. Yep. So that has been verified. Okay. But needs context, which okay. basically means it's been verified. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the last two years, our brave ICE officers made 266,000 oh, yeah. arrests of criminal aliens, including the, uh, those charged of convicted uh, or charged or convicted of uh, nearly 100,000 assaults, assaults mm-hmm. uh, 30,000 sex crimes, and 4,000 kill, uh, killings. That has been verified. That actually was true. Yes. I see. If I was a betting man, I'd say that's false. Yeah, it's verified, but also needs context. Okay, but it All has right. been verified. Wow. We should do uh, a bet. Is this true or false? <laughs> All right. All right. Here, here you go. go. Here you go. Right. Next up. Yep. Our brave troops have now been fighting uh, in the Middle East for almost 19 years. That's true. That's actually false, yeah. according to the verifiers, but actually it is true. Okay. See, I would say true with with the, the, with context, okay. because our troops have actually been in the Middle East right. for almost 40-plus years. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. We'll give that one a But maybe. if you're specifically talking about Afghanistan or Iraq, mm-hmm. then no, because we actually went in in 2002, 2003. Okay. So, I it mean, it feels they, like that. Yeah, I mean, it's getting close. Yeah. Um, he was thinking about his re election. Yeah, there you go. 
Our hostages have come home. Nuclear testing has stopped, and there has not been a missile launch in 15 months. This is also referring to North Korea. Mm. Is that true or false? Uh, I'm going to go with true. That's actually been verified yes. fully. Uh, in just two uh, over two years since the election, we have launched an unprecedented economic boom, a boom that has rarely been seen before. We have created five, we have created 5.3 million million new jobs. Five point three million new jobs in just two years. In two years, I'm going to go with false. That has actually been verified. Yeah, I'm so bad at this game. In fact, this last uh, past week, we have actually uh, month of January job results came out, and they had added three hundred thirty thousand new jobs. Only one hundred eighty thousand were were expected. Wow, that's pretty 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 good. Maybe because the government shut down. Need, I, I'm sure that probably has. I'm probably sure. I'm sure that has probably some yeah. some thing. But also, there was that that many jobs that were still open. I yeah. mean, we had the lowest well, unemployment true. right now. So, yeah. um, I'm so, so bad at this. <laughs> we have secured a hundred billion dollar increase in defense spending from NATO allies. Basically, what happened was NATO, our uh, national, our our allies. Mm-hmm. We have this coalition of allies: mm-hmm. France, Germany, Canada, blah blah blah. They all throw money into the to the kitty, the mm-hmm. pot, every month. That basically, if one person gets attacked, we'll all kind of join in thing. Got it. So um, anyway, there's uh, these countries have been accused over the past since the founding of NATO of not paying their own share. Okay, America picks up the bill. These mm-hmm. other countries benefit from it. Okay. So anyway, a uh, hundred billion dollar increase in defense spending from NATO allies. See, I want to say false, but you're probably going to say true. It's actually verified. Ah! Yep. Since uh, you only giving me truths, I, <laughs> I need some falses. Uh, just just alone um, across Europe and Canada have increased defense spending by 41 billion, and by the end of it, they'll have 100. Uh, by the end of 2020, they'll actually have 100 billion. So 100 actually, billion dollars. Um, all Americans can be proud that we have uh, more women in the workforce than ever Ooh, before. Oh, this is a good one. I'm going to say true. It's actually verified. Is it so? Did was everything that you said true? Uh, uh, hold on, you got to okay. hold on for the cliff thing. Okay. Uh, cliffhanger here. All right, here we go. Uh, so actually, um, today's numbers show that actually 74 over 74 million women, which equals 46 point percent, 46 point eight percent of the workforce is actually women. So. Hmm. Congratulations, women! You got it. You got it. You're working. That's and, good. And I did notice, like all the the Democratic women were wearing white. I was trying to figure out what it's that. It's kind of ironic, about. considering the KKK <laughs> who dresses white, the founders of the Democratic Party. All right, oh, so boy. send your emails to Mojo yeah, hey, at SFP. Radio. I'd be more than happy. To I did not with say you. that. Be more than happy to chit chat with you. Uh, the United States is now the number one producer of oil and natural gas in the world. Uh, I'm going to go with true. That's actually true. See. We became a surplus. We actually export uh, our energy now. Hmm. That's pretty much wraps up Trump's Trump's response. So okay. I, I do think it was a good speech. I, I think it was very um, organized to work towards his base, especially hmm. when it came to the uh, we need to end these investigations into my administration, which I, which sure. I think, I think the bunch I, I, was just yeah. political fodder. I, I, I mean, it's been over two years now and yeah. they're not going to find anything. I'm sorry. They don't call him Teflon Don for no reason. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a waste of taxpayer dollars at this point, you know, release, release what you got. If you got something, let your cards play out. If they yeah. don't, you know, whatever. I mean, 
there's been Netflix documentaries on mur- convicted murderers that have been made in short, <laughs> short, shorter time than this is drug on. I'm going to so. ask Paula about making a murder. <laughs> there you go. Um, so anyway, they had um, uh, Democrats all are the the opposing party to the right. president always has a um, a follow up a follow up yeah. a. Uh, uh, a response to mm. the State of the Union. So this Which, year, was that what Nancy Pelosi was looking at the whole time? Because she kept. Looking I think at she was playing Sudoku. <laughs> I was like, "What is she picking up and putting yeah, down?" I, that, I mean, who knows? With judging by her response to her face with all the you stinking know. Botox. But I, I tell you, she, she has a great poker face. She, no doubt, she picked up uh, that piece of paper more often than I pick up a fork at a at a buffet. I'm telling you, it was just up and down. I, I think she was very uncomfortable with just some of the rhetoric because, <laughs> you know, um, especially the comments by President Trump with, with socialism and right. communism and Venezuela. <laughs> it went straight to Chuck Schumer and he's like, mm, turn oh, red. Or, or straight, uh, to, straight to uh, Alexandria, uh, Nina Pinta, Ocasio what? Cortez, whatever her name is. I did not say that. Whatever her name is. I don't know. And then also Bernie Sanders. Yeah. You know, anytime they mentioned socialism or communism, they looked at those yeah. uh, two uh, great examples of uh, staunch defenders of communism. So anyway, uh, this year's uh, opposing response came from Stacey Abrams, who was a uh, Democrat uh, candidate for the uh, state of Georgia. Is she also married to J.J. Abrams? Because that would be awesome. No, that would be awesome because one of my favorite shows was made by J.J. Abrams, Fringe. I, I enjoyed French. I love French. That was French. great. I'm watching yeah. it again. He could redo like the entire government based off Jurassic Park. Didn't mm. he do Jurassic Park? I, that I, think, I don't know. Oh, I'll fact check that. Please do. That, that, is, <laughs> that is maybe has been semi-verified <laughs> with context. So Anyway, so uh, Abrams, here's some key points that have been verified or not verified. Uh, the price of higher education grows ever steeper. Is that a true or false? That, yeah, is a true or false? Okay, uh, I would say true. Yeah, um, it has been yep. verified, um, but it's not just under this current administration. This it's has been, been a, this has been a trend since yep. the fifties. Um, let's see, uh, hardworking Americans are falling behind, living paycheck to paycheck, uh, most without labor unions to protect them from even worse harm. True. Um, that is verified, but needs context. Okay. okay? So uh, when it's specifically talking about labor unions, that's just a validation of opinion on what side of the fence that you need okay. or you're sh- shooting for. Uh, here's a quote from Stacey Abrams. The Republican tax bill rigged the system against working pe- people. Uh, Abrams said in response, rather than bringing back jobs, plants are closing, closing, layoffs are looming, and wages struggle to keep pace with the actual cost of living. She continued, we owe more to millions of folks every day who keep our economy running, like truck drivers forced to buying their own rigs. This is me interjecting that that actually can be considered a small business owner. Um, Mm -hmm. Farmers caught in a trade war, um, small business owners in search of capital. That's a constant struggle for any business owner. And domestic workers serving without labor protections. Anyway, um, that's actually this is actually false. The, the labor participation uh, rate has actually increased. Um, there's actually been more and more plants that have that were on the fence about closing who mm-hmm. have actually um, said that due to corporate tax cuts they can actually afford to remain in America. Gotcha. And I think also the renegotiation of uh, renegotiation of the U.S. 
AMC, YMCA Act or whatever it's <laughs> called um, with the United States Mexico, formerly known as NAFTA. Got it. Um, possibly we'll have a, a possibly good standard for that. Gotcha. Um, she also said that the government shutdown um, is on Trump, and it's also a stunt. Um, the shutdown was a stunt engineered by the president of the United States, one that defied every tenet of fairness and abandoned um, not just our people, but our values. Um, actually, that is kind of a half truth mm-hmm. because yeah, um, it's on both. both yeah, because points. Trump said during a uh, December eleventh uh, televised meeting uh, when Pelosi, Charles Schumer, or Chucky Schumer, um, they sat down in the government. Um, Trump asked one question: um, Do we have funding for the wall? They said no. He walked out. <laughs> so basically, you know, they he had an opportunity to yeah. He he ain't playing on that. He doubled down on here's that. Here's here's the one that kind of chapped my rear end. Uh-oh. To be honest with you, uh, voter suppression. She brought Uh-oh. this up. Uh, a- Abrams, who infamously now has lost the governor, uh, the 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 election for the governorship of mm-hmm. Georgia. Okay, um, she has been a bitter loser. I mean, worse than I was when I lost a talent show for uh, lip syncing to. Uh, Tears for fears. Everyone wants to rule the world. Right. Okay. I, I lost that. Okay. Okay. So she has been a sound poor loser. Um, she has said that she accepts her loss, but also verifies that she believes that voter suppression happened in her election. So um, this is her quote. Let's be clear. Voter suppression is real for making it harder to register and to stay on the rolls to moving and closing polling places to rejecting lawful ballots. We can no longer ignore these uh, threats to our democracy. Hmm. So um, this is actually not true. (laughs) I I mean, uh, we are, we're supposed to be the beacon of just this freedom. Right. And we're not, I mean, you probably had to show verification of some sorts to buy furniture, but, yeah, <laughs> but you true. don't have to show validation of ID forms to vote. Yeah. It, you have – some Uber drivers record you, require, require you to show validation that you're actually the rider before they will let you in their car. Yeah. But you don't have to show ID for – Vote. The argument is going to be, but you don't. You don't have a right to buy furniture, or you don't have the right to be an Uber driver. You have the right to vote. But just throwing amazing, that out there. But it's amazing, though, in the countries that we have helped overthrow. <laughs> I will uh, give you two examples: Af- Afghanistan and mm. Iraq. We actually require validation mm. that these people are registered to vote, either through ID or through mm. fingerprint. Um, if you want to, if you would like to get government subsidies, i.e., food stamps or EBT, what they call it now, um, if you would like to receive Section Eight housing, if you would like to receive Medicaid, Medicare, if you'd like to receive ABC uh, child vouchers, you are required to have an ID. But if you would like to vote for anyone in elected office, ah, we don't need ID for that. Yeah. And there's been, and just yeah. in Texas alone, there's been over eighty-five thousand. Um, cases of false voting by illegals. So I don't understand. Yeah. Common sense. It's a superpower, y'all. Uh, well, maybe, maybe so. <laughs> All right. So we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we will have Paula Yost. She's a trademark lawyer out from uh, Mount Pleasant. She'll be uh, our guest. So we are excited to have her on the show. 
We'll be right back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. market for a high quality cigar for a very reasonable price, you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy to smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com or check out the sponsors section of our website. All right, we're back and you are listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. In studio, as promised, we have Paula Yost. She is a trademark attorney, but oh, so much more. The mysteries <laughs> abound. <laughs> Let me tell you about Paula. Now, just in the first sentence of her uh, her bio, already she's smarter than both of us combined. All right. You went to, to Virginia Tech. Yes. Um, you got a double degree in English and microbiology. And a minor in chemistry. How do, how do you even get a degree in a double degree in English? I didn't even get one degree in in anything, so I don't know how that's possible. But uh, you doubled it. Yeah, uh, I'm a geek who stayed uh, at Virginia Tech all summer, <laughs> so I could hang out with my friends. So I got like 30 extra credits for going to summer school. Uh, so instead of graduating a year early, I just got an extra degree. You know what I did? I took a nap. Through the entire summer, and then that's how I got it. I remember once we got into gerunds and gerundives in English, I just gave up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I st- I'll, I'll have to Google that. Yeah. Um, after after she got bored with that, she decided to go to Delaware Law to get a law degree, mm. you know, just for fun. I'm bored. Just for kicks. Yeah. I, I go to the flea market when I'm bored. <laughs> I also, ironically, take a nap. Okay, yeah, um, there you go. You, uh, while you were there, you um, got appointed to the special advocates uh, for your internship where you serve the abused and the neglected children. You also now uh, are licensed to practice law in North Carolina, Georgia, and the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Yes. Just for fun. Um, <laughs> you realize that, uh, that law is not always the best tool to use, so now you even went back and got a master's degree in clinical clinical mental health. Now she serves as the chair of the Cabarrus County Child and Protection Fatality, te- Fatality Team. I can't even say words. Is um, a member of the Mount Pleasant Lions Club, the Concord Cabarrus Business Professional Women, and sits on the board of directors for two nonprofit organizations, Hugs, uh, Healing and Understanding Grief Through Suicide, and Family First in Cabarrus County. I uh, I gave a three-star review to China Walk Restaurant today. Does that count as uh... a... <laughs> I once ate an entire dozen donuts, so take that, who, ma'am. Who hasn't done that? <laughs> I've done that, too. Oh, no. Especially if it's Krispy Kreme. Uh, Paul, your heart for loving 
the neglected and, and, and abused children just really speaks volumes to both uh, Mojo and myself. Um, wow, just props for that. That's that's amazing. Thank, Thank you, you for, for doing that. You go above and beyond, and you help those um, that you love the unlovable, and you show them uh, a better way, and that in itself is kudos. So Thank that's you. amazing. Is there a reason for that before you? Um, you know, when I was young, I suffered from some pretty significant clinical depression as a high school student. And somehow when I was in law school and I started working for court-appointed special advocates, I realized that there was so much in my life to be thankful for. Mm -hmm. And I had two parents. Um, I still do. My mom and dad are still married. They live in the Mount Pleasant area. And um, I had two parents who loved me, who supported me, um, who sent me to school, who taught me to read, who were very invested in my life. Mm -hmm. And when I saw these kids who had nothing, um, it, it just, it helped me. It helped me mentally get to a better place than I had ever been before. And then um, after I finished law school, I moved back to this area and I had stopped doing children's advocacy work for a while, largely because I had student loans to pay off. And sure. so I was working a lot for a larger firm in the uptown area. And I left that position and I was like, you know, I'm happiest when I'm doing child advocacy work. Mm. So I, I came back to Concord and I got appointed as a guardian ad litem. And I met a young woman who was one of my wards whose name was Tanya. And Tanya is now 24. Mm. But um, Tanya had a really rough childhood. And she and I just bonded. I mean, I was, I think, I think that we were just somehow matched by heaven to be <laughs> um, advocate and child. Mm. And so when Tanya aged out of foster care, Cabarrus County has much better resources now for children who turn 18 and age out of care. There's okay. a program called Links that kids get situated in that helps them find somewhere to live. And it actually will allow them to extend their foster care stay by contract as long as they will agree to rules. Like they have to either be in hmm. school or they have to be working. But that really wasn't a solid option when Tanya turned 18. So she moved in with my husband and I. Oh, wow. And... She stayed with us for a, a good while until she was ready to kind of go out on her own. But she's a college graduate. Um, she graduated from UNCC last August and nice. got a degree in criminal justice. Wow. And she's just done phenomenally well. And so she's been in my life now for 10 years. And so she, every time I see a new case or I get a new problem or a new fatality hits my desk, I think about how much potential Tanya had mm. that she just needed somebody to speak it to her. Yeah. Like we had a meeting once where a school guidance counselor, Tanya was not in the room, but a school guidance counselor looked at me and she said, this kid's going to get a GED. You just mm. need to prepare her for that. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, we don't know what she's capable of. Like sure. she's never been given an opportunity to try. And, you know, you can't focus and learn and do your homework when your power is getting turned off, when you don't have food, and when yeah. you don't even have toilet paper in your home. Oh. When you're living in that kind of poverty, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. 
And you can't expect a child to focus on academics when they're going through that. Sure. So I was like, let's stabilize her life and see what she's capable of. And she worked her butt off. Mm. She actually was behind a couple years educationally, but thankfully Cabarrus County has the Performance Learning Center now, the mm. high school that um, it's, they just built a brand new one. It used to be attached to JN Freeze, but it's an online learning program, but they have perfe- they have teachers for each subject okay. there. And Tanya went through the PLC and she just rocked it. So she actually graduated from high school on time because of the Performance Learning Center. Nice. Did not know about that. Wow. Taking notes here. No, I, I think to elaborate on this a little bit, because I, I think a lot of times teachers are so overwhelmed because yeah. yes. they obviously have 20 plus students a lot of times. And a lot of times they automatically discount and discontinue a lot of people based on their media position. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was one of those people. I was pulled down to the guidance counselor at 10th grade saying, Brandon, if you don't straighten up, you're going to be asking people, do you want fries with that order? Mm-hmm. I mean, and she was 100% right. Yeah. I was asking people if they wanted fries for, with their order, but I own the restaurant. <laughs> so I, I think but I, I think people... Well done, sir. But I think a lot of times in school, they're so overwhelmed with resources that they automatically discount people. They don't see the true potential. Yeah. You know, um, they don't... They see the, the the superficial. They they discount that internal drive that a lot of us have. Yes. I have that drive. I have always had that drive. A lot of a lot of people have that drive. I mean, I grew up with a kid who was the 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 quote unquote partier. Mm. You know, he was the kid trying to fit in, and now he owns a huge you know marketing company out of Louisiana and super successful. I mean, mm. we 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 try to put these kids in in, the, in these these type of standards that we, we artificially set yeah. and we discount them, you know, but all, all it took was someone who advocated for them, yeah. who stood behind them and uh, granted the, the abject poverty, the, the possible abusive situation, things like that doesn't set it, um, sets them so far back, but thank God that you were there, yeah. you know, to advocate for this person. But our county has tons of people who do this all the time. It's just that most people don't see it because of Mm. confidentiality. I'm only allowed to talk about Tanya now because she's 24 and Mm. she's authorized me to do so publicly. If she were a minor, I wouldn't be able to talk about her case with you guys. But the Cabarrus County Guardian Ad Litem Program is located right across the street in the courthouse. And Mm. they're always looking for volunteers. They're always training people. You do not have to be a lawyer to do that at all. You just have to have a heart for children and a clean criminal record. And you do have to go through a training. I mean, they do have a training sure. course, but it's very rewarding. Can and I wear Can I wear a seersucker suit and say, I object? You probably could. <laughs> okay. I, I, you could probably do that at least once. All right. It'd probably be okay. Just that would kind of make my mat like Overruled. Fat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even said your name, sir. I'm sorry, I object. <laughs> no, but thank God there's people like you because yeah. that. The guardian item. I, I mean, we obviously had one for our daughter's adoption. Um, that is, a, you know, people always consider like pastors or some type of spiritual leader. If it, it's a rabbi or a mom, as like the spiritual connection to between her, heaven and earth. But it's the people that do the daily work, mm. you know, of guardian litem or patient advocate or drug at you know uh drug intervention advocate mm-hmm. advocacy or 
counselor. Those are the people that do the groundwork for, yeah. for what's here on sure. earth. And I, I, I really do appreciate that because, because the kids are the, the least of us, the, the, the right. innocence, the, the ones who, um, have no voice to speak up. I mean, me as an adult, I can at least fight back a little bit, mm. but the kids, they don't. So I, I really do appreciate that. Thank you. I believe that children are the future. Teach yeah. them well. That's right. And let them lead the way. I think that was a top 40. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about trademark, uh, trademark lawyer. And what, what exactly is that? And when, when we first met, you said everybody needs a trademark lawyer. And I'm like, what am I going to trademark? So tell me a little bit about what a trademark lawyer does. So trademarks are things like Nike, the mm-hmm. swoosh symbol, Tide, McDonald's, the golden arches. They are what you build your brand around. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you guys want to make sure that nobody else starts a podcast called Southern Fried Philosophy, mm-hmm. you want to trademark that because otherwise what happens is – You build a brand over a period of time, and then it becomes something that you're known for or your product becomes known. And if you don't have it protected, somebody else can come along and just take it from you. Mm -hmm. So one of my earlier clients, I represented a store that was in downtown Belmont, and they everything was fine with them until they started um, selling things on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they were basically advertising as being a infant clothing embroidery company. So they were, you know, just monogramming baby shirts. Mm-hmm. Everything was fine until there was a company in Delaware who had the exact same name. And a woman mm-hmm. walked into a store, into the Delaware store, and said, hey, I'm here to pick up my baby shower gift. And they said, we've never heard of you before. We have no order for you. We have, we don't know. We've never heard of you. And she flips around Facebook. She's like, here, here's the order. I've had a whole conversation with one of your employees. Mm. And they looked at it. That's not us. That's a company in Belmont, North Carolina. Mm. So they had their attorney send the woman in Belmont a cease and desist letter. She had to completely rebrand everything. She had to change the name of her business. She had to change the name of her social media page. Mm. She had to change all of her marketing. Wow. And things like this weren't as, they've always been important, but they were really important if you were a big company like, you know, the Martha Stewart brand or something Mm. like that. But ever since social media has become a thing and so many people are now advertising on purely Facebook, purely Instagram, and they don't actually have websites, or Mm. maybe they do, it's become much easier for someone to steal your brand. So for my clients who have a trademark, if they have some competitor who isn't thinking about it, and it's Mm -hmm. just like, oh, I'm going to call my business whatever, Mm. but my client already has that name, and they create a competing Facebook page, I've shut down Facebook pages in 24 hours with a trademark registration before. Yeah, and I feel kind of mean doing it. <laughs> I honestly do feel kind of mean doing it. But at the same time, if you've built a brand around a it doesn't and it doesn't matter what it is. Mm. If you've built a brand around a personal training company or a real estate agency or your nonprofit or whatever it is, you don't need your potential clients going to your competitor because their name is substantially similar or the same mm. as yours. So that's what I do. Um, the easiest way to de- another way to describe it is it. It's kind of like buying an insurance policy. So mm-hmm. you're spending a little bit of money to long-term protect your marketing scheme so that that way you're not getting a cease and desist letter and having to go redo your whole website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't, I have so many clients who have come to me for help 
because they were already committing trademark infringement. Oh, wow. And they needed me to try to help them do damage control at mm. that point. And that's fine. I can do that. But I would much rather help you on the front end. Sure. That makes more sense. No, intellectual property is private property. And as many times I've espoused on this podcast, I truly believe in individual private property. Mm. And um, I, I remember actually being being a, a violator of uh, pri- of uh, this private or intellectual property. <laughs> uh, when, I had, when I had one of my restaurants, I had a menu item mm-hmm. uh, that we, we, we marketed. And um, at the time, there was another company out in, in Las Vegas who mm-hmm. actually owned the trademark on that. And they contacted me with a cease and desist. And luckily with my avid negotiating skills, I was able to, <laughs> to have, have any charges or money that he wanted, <laughs> right. you know, uh, charged dropped. Yeah. But, uh, the only problem I have, a only, only problem I have with, with, uh, some of this trademark and stuff is the, the people, the slime balls, yes. the, the guys who actually go out there and they try to trademark everything. Like, Hey, we're our, you know, we're, we're going to trademark everything. We actually don't have a, uh, uh, a dog in the fight here, mm-hmm. but we're going to trademark everything and so, then go out and sue everyone for everything. That's, there's actually, that's a really good point. There's mm-hmm. actually a term of art for that, and it's called a troll. Like, oh. think the troll <laughs> under the bridge, T-R-O-L-L. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I see them more with copyrights. I constantly have to deal with copyright trolls for somebody went on Google clip art and cut and pasted a photo and put it on their website. And now a copyright troll is harassing them because Mm -hmm. they want it. But trademarks are a little bit more challenging to do that with because the government actually requires you to show proof of use. Mm -hmm. So I actually, when I file a trademark, I can file it under statute one B, which means intent to use, but it's more expensive to do it that way. So for most of my clients, I try to get them to file under statute one A, which means use, which is, is like I would take pictures of a social media page or a website or a menu for a restaurant or whatever it is that you're selling, but proving to the government actual use. So people who just want to trademark stuff that they're not actually selling, right. they really mm. can't do that. But on that same note, um, I have had a, some trolls recently who are actually trolling the trademark office to see what are attorneys filing brands on. Hmm. I had a client in Shelby who's a hand-blown glass blower, And so he just, he makes beautiful artwork, but he's a millennial and he never had a website. Mm-hmm. Everything he does is Instagram. And literally three days after I filed his trademark, some troll bought every web domain possible.com.org.gov and sent him a solicitation. Hey, you want your domain name? A thousand dollars. And so I told him that would be a no. Um, We're just going to wait it out for a year and see it because he's probably not going to renew a trademark. He Mm. wasn't able to successfully troll you on and nobody else is going to want that web domain yeah so and he can't use it because then it's trademark infringement so let his license expire in about a year and then you go buy it so Mm. now i tell all my clients do you have a web domain because if you don't why don't you go buy it before i trademark your brand yeah that's a good call that's some free advice right there my friends gotta love them on social media and in the trademark yes goodness you mentioned also too um about twitter and how important it is on Twitter just to brand your Twitter name mm-hmm. and things like that. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't think about even just that process. Yeah, the same reason. You, yeah. Whatever name it is you're using, let's cover it. That right. way nobody can take it from you. Mm. What, um, what What's the process if somebody wants to say, hey, I want to trademark 
whatever. Whatever. How do they do that? Well, I should probably also interject here with the state bar's boring but required statement that says, (laughs) everything I say is not intended to be legal advice. You really need to – it's general information. You really need to contact me directly for an individual consult. That said, I can tell you how it generally works. So as a general rule, if clients are working with me and other attorneys may do it differently – But if someone contacts me and says, hey, I want to trademark whatever, Mm -hmm. the first thing that I do is I search the federal government's registry, and I search several different ways um, just to see if that brand is available. Mm -hmm. If it is available, I'll say, okay, you're good to go. I have some clients who I'm like, the name that you want to trademark is absolutely not a choice, and if you try to trademark it, you're probably going to get sued. And here's why. And then I have some clients who I'm like, this is a coin toss. It's a, you know, I'll tell you what I think your percentage might be. And if you want to file it and run a risk, we'll do it and we'll see what happens. Mm. Um, most of the time, those are successful. If I ever think you're going to get sued, I don't let anybody file a trademark. <laughs> sure. But I do I do conduct a search first. And then uh, usually from there, I just need five basic things. I need the name and address of the owner, which I usually do recommend that it be a company, but it can be an individual. That's perfectly fine. Um, I have to have a specimen, which is, you know, whatever podcast, website, link, menu, whatever. Um, that sounds like I just went to the doctor. Yeah, <laughs> I need a exactly. specimen. The date of first use, which is the very first date that you use that brand to offer goods or services in the United States. And then I have to classify you in a class. So the U.S. government allows 45 different classes where you can put goods and services. Okay. So you might be able to open a shoe store and call it McDonald's, but you're not going to be able to open a restaurant and call it McDonald's. Hmm. So depending on what the person wants to use that name for is also something that I search. Mm. So, I mean, I've trademarked everything from cigar companies to candles to real estate agencies. I mean, there's almost, I, I can't even, there's more stuff that I haven't trademarked probably. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Wow. I, I don't know if you listened to the State of the Union last night, but Trump talked about going after uh, trademark infringements or intellectual property with China. I don't know if you paid attention to that or not. But what, what's your thoughts on, I guess, going forward with international uh, intellectual property infringement that a lot of these countries have been doing with, with mass counterfeit products and things like that? Um, you know, certainly anything we can do to protect American-made products is very important. Trademark law gets very complicated once we start looking at foreign lands. Mm. So, mm. for example, one of my clients is in Japan, and he sells model airplanes in the United States. And so he has a trademark in Japan, but he also wanted me to file the same trademark here so that what he's doing is protected here. Hmm. So every situation is different. If you have an entity in China that's taking a Chinese brand and they're selling it legally in the United States and you want to trademark it here, that's perfectly fine. I think when we get more into concerns about trademark infringement in other countries that's very hard for individual inventors or individual people to do anything about because Mm -hmm. if someone in china is narking your brand or selling them illegally it's difficult for an american attorney to file a lawsuit against them in china because there's service of process issues and all kinds of other things that can be problematic but certainly i think everyone should have their intellectual property protected and protect their brand because you made it so if you made it and it's your invention you should be the only person who's really profiteering Mm -hmm. from it Do you hear that, Tori? You're not allowed to start a Southern Fried in the Netherlands. So there's that. 
<laughs> Selfishly, I got a question. I read this the other day. Is, a, is this a uh, selfish personal forecast? <sighs> Maybe. Okay. Uh, right. But I don't want to knock on wood. <laughs> oh, no. um, I, I, I read on a uh, – I'm a, I'm a libertarian by political affiliation. Some somewhat, and uh, I read on this private property individual website that you could actually trademark your name. And if, for example, if you got pulled over for a speeding ticket, I'm not saying that I would speed because I actually drive like a grandpa now. You can't <laughs> speed but that, that it, diesel. You, but they actually a cop cannot write you a ticket with your name because that would be trademarked. That is you. not. That is wishful thinking. Ah! That is not true. I was you, about to hand you money right now. You can trademark your name though. You just can't trademark it in a way that would help you avoid traffic tickets. That's not going to work. Um, Maybe I, downtown car, Concord parking tickets would be great. <laughs> I, I have um, I, I have actually several clients who have trademarked their mm. name. Um, one of my clients is a famous photographer, and so she trademarked her name only for photography yeah, services. Yeah, brand, right. Yeah, and that's because, mm. I mean, she doesn't want anyone else to be taking – her name is reasonably – it's not a unique name. Sure. And she doesn't want anyone else advertising her name to try to do photography. Jane Doe photography. Right. That's it. Gotcha. <laughs> Dang it. I was hoping to get out some future tickets. There. No, that won't work. I'm sorry. I uh. hate to burst that bubble for you. <sighs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is over with. <laughs> sorry. No dice for you, sir. What's been um, the the biggest struggle at this point, or maybe like a, a big case that's been really um, uh, difficult to get through? I, I know you can't say specific things, but like just a just a process or or something that's been the biggest struggle for you in in the trademark law. To be honest with you, mm. I haven't had anything that's wow. been a major issue. Um, that may change, <laughs> but um, I I tried to do a really good job of thoroughly shaking down a market before I file a brand mm. because I don't want my clients to get sued and I want my clients to be happy. Sure. I don't want unhappy clients. Lawyers are always talking about unhappy clients. I do not want my clients unhappy. I want them to get what they've paid me for and I want them to be able to go through with confidence that they have that we've we've done what we agreed to do. Um, so I really don't have major issues. Um, there has been one instance that um, I, I knew on the front end this case was going to end up in litigation. Uh -oh. And I told the client, I can file this if you want to. I'm warning you, it's going <laughs> to wind up in litigation. And at the time I was pregnant, um, so I wound up referring that client to a litigator who I really like in Winston okay. who handled it. So I kind of lost that one. But, you know, sometimes if you're – I don't feel bad if I tell you up front. Mm -hmm. This is going to wind up in litigation. If you choose to do it anyway, then I don't feel bad about it. Right. But um, a lot of trademarks are coming up now in the legalized hemp industry. So with legalized mm -hmm. cannabidiols and I've actually filed several trademarks before the federal government for cannabidiol and hemp based companies in States where that is legal mm -hmm. because, because I'm a trademark attorney and I have a federal license, I'm able to represent clients before the trademark office all over the country. Okay. So I have clients in about 37 States and Japan. Wow. And so several of my clients are in Colorado and Oregon. And mm -hmm. um, the trademark office is issuing brands for 
legalized cannabis. Hmm. Um, but there's a lot of federal stuff that can be very questionable about that right now. So I'm just watching my applications to see what they do. Gotcha. So what if I want to become a troll in the cannabis industry? <laughs> no, we're going to start trademarking names right now. You've got to actively be using them. And that's what's Check. so interesting <laughs> is that we're in North Carolina where it's not legal to sell uh hemp-based products at this point. Marijuana is, in fact, illegal. Possession is illegal here. However, a lot of people are unaware of this. North Carolina actually legalized a process for growing non-hallucinogenic hemp in 2016. So the hmm. NC State Agriculture Extent, or the NC State Agriculture Program actually monitors this, and you can apply through them to grow legalized hemp. There's actually legalized hemp being grown all over North Carolina. You just have to get your soil tested before the the plants are planted. And it has to have zero, I think it's 0 0.03 or 0 0.3. I think it's 0 0.03 THC mm -hmm. in the soil. And then you can grow your crop that has to be surveyed off. They know where it is. It's highly regulated. And then they test it again before they harvest the crops. So it is possible to grow legalized hemp in the state right mm. now. Um, whether the state is going to expand upon that, you know, call your congressman. I have no idea. <laughs> It'll happen. I, I think it will. Yeah. Another thing is that to legally grow it, you have to show two years of farm credit on your income taxes. So it's mm. not like anybody can just, like, I can't All just decide I'm going to start growing legalized hemp behind my office. Like, you've actually got to be showing that you are a farmer for two mm. years on your income taxes before you can do that uh little birdie told me there's actually a uh accident injury attorney who actually owns one of the largest plots of hemp legalized hemp in North Carolina, actually, in Randolph County. That is probably a very true statement. Mm -hmm. It is actually fairly expensive to start up, mm -hmm. and so a lot of people are investing in the legalized hemp and are paying mm -hmm. the down payment fees, and then the farmers are actually farming it. How about it? it, it it's the uh, green rush. I'm, I've, I've said yeah. it four or five mm -hmm. podcasts in a row. It's going to be a green rush as soon as uh, it's legalized in the state. Yeah. Of course, here, North Carolina, South Carolina area will probably one of the last ones in the world. But. And, and that will actually hurt us financially Absolutely. if we yeah. become the last one. It, the, the time to the time to get in the legalized hemp industry is actually right now. Yeah, we we I like uh, here in here in the southeast. We kind of yeah. like to be the the rear end of the dog instead of the <laughs> nose of the dog. So I'm just I mean, well, we still have dry counties in this in this area. We, we so. still have ABC stores. I mean, Mount Pleasant <laughs> just got our first store with legal. Uh, you know, we yeah. just got 73 in Maine a year and a half. We ago. can buy groceries on sunday right <laughs> right uh so law i'm a, I, I i like the netflix documentaries where there's like a murder <laughs> are you are you a fan of those i i, I try not to watch tv oh, shows no. about law oh okay all right that's well, kind of like that shows again. of the restaurants they're you hate those yeah because they're like zero true <laughs> huh like, I mean, you you, know, you got some guy coming in and yelling at your staff. I mean, those right. guys are quitting. They're going across the road for a nickel raise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just well, not true. I was going to ask you about making of a murder. <laughs> I guess there goes that. Yeah, I'm not the person to interview for that. I yeah. have never done a criminal case in my life. Would you like to? <laughs> we can start it right now. <laughs> I, I would not. Um, I really don't want to ever have anything to do with criminal law. Uh, and that's a you. common misconception um, that all attorneys do whatever. Mm. I've never touched a criminal law case and never have any plans to. Okay. I, I do not blame you at <laughs> I don't, all. I don't want anything no. to do with that. We talked about one of your 
biggest uh, struggles or issues. What's what's your greatest success at this point? What's something that you just feel like this was something that was amazing? You know, I guess it would just be a collective. I don't know that there's been any one event. Um, I've been able to form several nonprofit organizations in Cabarrus County that I'm very proud of Mm -hmm. because I feel like they've done a lot to help the county period. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm proud of that. I've filed 300 trademarks since I've been in private practice on my own. Wow. And I've, I've done more than that, but the others I wasn't in private practice, so I didn't have a count on sure. them. But since I've been on my own in private practice, I've done 300. So I've done a lot. I'm happy about that. I feel like I'm extremely experienced there. Mm-hmm. But honestly, the work I've done for the child protection and fatality team is probably the thing I'm awesome. most proud of and that I find the most reward in. Mm-hmm. Cool. Explain the the fatality part of that. Yeah. So the state of North Carolina created a statute that says every county has to have a committee that reviews every fatality of a child in that county. Mm -hmm. And they also have to have a child protection team. Some counties do them separately. But in our county, it made more sense to do them together because thankfully Cabarrus County has a lot of people who really focus on child welfare issues. And they were all coming to the same meetings. Mm -hmm. So we just put them together so anytime a child passes in the community we review why that child died Mm -hmm. um in 2018 or or actually 2017 we review a year behind in 2017 our numbers were actually down which is great Mm -hmm. because i would love to i would love to have a year where i have no child fatalities to review but um, we have a the honestly the highest cause of death is just prematurity Mm -hmm. so it's usually infants who you know, made it past 16 weeks gestation, so it's not like a traditional miscarriage, but they were still so young they were unable to survive outside mm-hmm. the womb. Sure. Um, most children who make it to 25 weeks do survive, and we actually have a wonderful NICU at Atrium Northeast where, um, you know, if your child makes it to 25 weeks, they have a really high chance of survival. And I say that from personal experience as well. My second son was born at 27 weeks gestation oh, and wow. spent 90 days in that NICU. Goodness. And he is great. He's perfect. He He's had a, a wonderful experience and a wonderful childhood. But um, we also had some fatalities that were just acts of God. Hmm. So children who came down with childhood cancer or children who were born with some other form of pre-existing birth defect. But the cases that are the, are the I would say, are the ones that are more concerning and that stick with me the most are things that are co-sleeping. So co-sleeping is when a parent mm-hmm. do, falls asleep with the child in their bed, but the child is not in a safe sleep environment. And actually, my team is, if they're listening to this, they're going to freak out because I should have called that safe sleep and not co-sleeping. Because it's not so much co-sleeping that's the problem. It's not having a child in a safe sleep environment. Um, Little children can't necessarily move their faces when they fall asleep. Mm. So having a child that gets their face stuck in a couch or in a pack and play with too many toys around them. Mm. So um, suffocation is a common cause of fatality. I think our numbers are down for that. But like two years ago, we were having like one a quarter. And I was tired of seeing that. So it's very, very important. When those pediatricians and the hospital people tell you safe sleep with your child, they are serious about Mm -hmm. that. And I know everybody's grandmother comes in and says, well, I slept with you and you're still alive. And that is called luck. It's just (laughs) simply called luck. Um, Other things that I've seen are 
children who have passed away as a result of not being in a safe car seat. Mm. So car seats are, you are legally required to be in a car seat in North Carolina. If your child is properly in the car seat that the pediatrician tells them to be in and you have a major accident, Mm. your child's chances of survival are tremendously higher. So we have seen fatalities from kids who just weren't in a proper car seat, Mm. like babies who really should have been in a rear-facing seat were in a booster seat designed for a five-year-old. That is a problem. Um, The other thing that I've seen is teenagers who have completed suicide because they were able to access a firearm. Mm. And I cannot say this enough. I'm not going to argue about the Second Amendment with anybody. It's it's a constitutional right. You have a constitutional right to have a firearm. But if you have children in your life, you need to make sure you're practicing responsible gun ownership. Mm -hmm. You need to lock that gun up. And don't think that just because your child is 15, 16, 17, you don't have to worry about them getting it and playing with it. So often those children are suffering from deep depression. And if they have access to a gun, they will use it. And it will be an impulsive choice. And you can't take back an impulsive decision like that. So I can't stress enough for parents or and even aunts and uncles, grandparents who have older teenagers who are in and out of their home, lock up your gun. Yeah, I agree. Talking about car seats, I don't know how many kids pass away. I mean, I know we've had a rash of them the last few years where parents have just left their kids in a car seat in a heated car during the summertime. So, knocking on wood, we have not had one of those in Cabarrus County. We have had those across the state, but we've not had one of those in Cabarrus County. Thank God, because that's that's heartbreaking every time you see that on TV or social media. just... Not, I'm not beating up the parents who do that, but you kind of wonder, yeah, what happened? Right. <laughs> so right. Um, I'm I'm paranoid if I leave the Snickers in there because it'll come back <laughs> melted. You know, I'm like ah. Or the, or the, M- the M&M pack with uh, that's sure. open uh-huh. on your dash and they roll out into oh, your no. door. Oh, yeah. oh that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Never, well, never eat a can of tuna in your car and leave it on. I mean, just what in the world. You know, I, my kids go to preschool over at the Catholic Church, and mm-hmm. so um, I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, a ten-month-old. And when I'm in the line, our preschool director Suzanne, if she's there, she always says something to me about the baby, like "Hi, Paul, how are you?" Mm-hmm. And she always acknowledges the baby. And she told me one day that she does that for that very purpose. Because parents get used to, like, they think in their mind, my kids are at school, and they forget there's a baby back there. Hmm. And so she actually says that to trigger parents' memory that there is a baby still in the back of the car. Oh, wow. So. I mean, there's been a, I've left coffee can, my coffee cup on the top, you know, yeah, not yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, goodness gracious. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I, I just, I can't <laughs> fathom how that would happen. Right. But my heart goes out to those who have to lo- who do lose kids. Yeah. You I have mean, to live with that decision yeah, or that mistake, yeah. that horrible uh, yeah, mistake. I'm, I've never once, to my knowledge, I don't recollect <laughs> I've ever I've ever bashed anyone on like social media like, oh, right. you idiot. I just I could not imagine being so caught up in whatever is in your mind that current moment yeah. and leave your kid. Ba bam. Yeah. I mean. It's just like, you know, with guns and kids. I mean, I have, I carry on me right now. Mm. I mean, I fully believe what you said, Second Amendment. But I cannot be imagine leaving my gun out and my kid grabbing it, 
thinking that's the final solution right. and yeah. having to walk on, walk in with that. I mean, that right. that's that would be heartbreaking. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that it, happens. Yeah, it I does mean, happen. It's a very real thing. Yeah. And so it's very important that we are no, responsible absolutely. gun owners. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I firmly believe that I could set my gun out on a table and eat dinner around the gun, and that gun's not going to get up and fire at us. But if I leave that gun, my daughter has a depression moment. Mm-hmm. Think that's the final solution? I can't be like walking back and be like, "Oh, that's my Second Amendment right." Right. I, I do believe sure. there's some responsibility. For oh that. yeah. So I, I just I could not imagine. Right. And, and it's very important that people remember too. Teenagers, as much as they act and think that they know everything, their brains have not fully developed yet. You know, you don't have a fully Man, developed a, brain until 25. I may have to have you actually say that in my phone so I can actually <laughs> play that for my daughter tonight. Yeah. So, I, I still don't have a fully developed my head. So, Well, you're also not 25 yet. So it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one of these days. All right. So if somebody wants to trademark, do you have any other questions? Uh, if anybody wants to trademark. <laughs> If anybody has a wants to trademark and they want to get in contact with you, how do they get in contact with you? The easiest thing to do is just either email me or call my office. You can find all my numbers on my website, which is country, like I work in the country because mm-hmm. I'm in Mount Pleasant. I'm currently the only attorney in Mount Pleasant. Country Law, L-A-W, Shack, S-H-A-C-K.com, countrylawshack.com. There you go. Wow. We're going to have all your information on our show notes, so if, if anybody's listening and they want, they didn't catch that, just go to southernfriedphilosophy.com, look on the show notes, and then the link will be out there. I still want to trademark trademark my name for speeding tickets. I know you do. <laughs> that ain't going to happen, Chief. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have a game that we haven't played in quite a while. It's called 10 and 1, where I'm going to try to ask you 10 questions and see if you can get them in under a minute. Okay. You want to try it? Yep, sure. <laughs> all right, here we go. Favorite cartoon as a kid? South Park. TV show, Trading Spaces or Law and Order? Uh, never watched either one of them. I guess Trading Spaces. Dream Vacation Destination? France, Paris. Judge Judy or Judge Wapner? Totally Judge Judy. Favorite Girl Scout cookie? Samoas. Name drop, who's the most famous person in your cell phone right now? Leanne Powell. <laughs> Country Law Shack or The Book Shack or Just Shack? Totally Country Law Shack. All right. Uh, favorite lawyer, Matlock, Perry Mason, or Harvey Specter? Perry Mason. Favorite restaurant in Mount Pleasant? 73 in Maine. And what is your spirit food? Oh, Krispy Kreme donuts with ice cream filling. Oh, she got it! She did it! Yay! With, with, the, with the filling, you said? Yes. Nice. The ice, cre- I've, I've the ice cream, not the lemon filled. The ice cream filling. I've never had that, but a crispy, just crispy cream alone. God, it's so good. The, it's the vanilla filled, right? Yes. Where you take a bite of it and your teeth hurt. That's right. That one. It's so much sugar. I yes. think it has like 400 calories in a bite. <laughs> so you're saying I can only half a dozen instead of a dozen. No, I'll still challenge her. <laughs> we should have a, a donut eating challenge contest. By the way, have you been to, to Downtown Donuts? I have been. You like them? They're wonderful. My They're son great. really likes them. Yeah. But see, the thing about I, I love Downtown Donuts, but sure. Krispy Kreme, you can eat a whole dozen. You can. Because like it, they just melt. The, the thing, like cotton candy. They, they've got to be hot, though. Oh, like, that's if, correct. Yeah. If they're cold, I'm like, I'm oh, out. I, I, you never buy Krispy Kreme out of a grocery store. Sure. No, no. no. Never buy them from a fundraiser tent. You always <laughs> right. buy them directly with the hot sign on That's correct. Yeah. That's the only way. That's like there a southern go. rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, like I never buy bowl peanuts in a gas station that has a crock pot. Because they right. came out of a can, yeah. and you're reheating them. you got to buy them from some old guy 
from a 1967 Shasta travel trailer that's <laughs> cut out yeah. that has a po- the pots boiling. That's sure. where you buy bull peanuts that's from, people. That's where it's at. Yeah, come on. You should know better. Yeah, that's Y'all. All right. Well, Paula, thank you, thank so, you so much, much for joining on. on. Sarah, Ho- thanks hopefully, for having me. Hopefully you don't have to go say some Hail Marys at a <laughs> Catholic school tomorrow <laughs> for coming on here. No, so not me. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. Thank you. All right, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Sir. Hey, thanks for everyone for tuning in. We really appreciate Paula for coming on. Uh, I had some questions I wasn't even sure about myself so <laughs> after trademarking a you few things. You cannot trademark your name. Final, final answer. I'm still going to trademark my name. <laughs> Just for shiggles. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you can find us on the Facebook at Southern Fry Philosophy. You can also find us on the website at southernfryphilosophy.com. Go to our iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, AM, AM, FM. Uh, one of these maybe days. Not. Maybe one of these days. But anyway, go to one of those, uh, any, of, any of those podcast players. You can subscribe. You can like. You can give us a review. You can Download our episodes when you're on the airplane heading over to Dominican Republic on the cruise uh, ship. Whatever you, you would like to do. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SFP Radio. And as always, keep looking up. <laughs>